Hey, today's podcast is a really good Friday podcast. Uh, Pat and I uh, start the program with a discussion. He thinks Jill Biden is the is the worst first lady of all time. I reminded him of all of the reasons to love Hillary Clinton. Uh, you'll have to decide. Also, we have the attorney general of the uh, state of Missouri on where the FBI is going door to door asking to see your guns. Uh, kind of unconstitutional. We talked to him about what to do if that happens to you. Steve Dace is here to r- recap a ton of stuff, including the president. He's got the sniffles. Bill O'Reilly and Michael Malice also on today's podcast. Brought to you by Relief Factor. If you're one of the millions of Americans who suffer every day from pain, listen up. There is hope. And it comes in the form of Relief Factor. I see testimonials every single day from people who've tried Relief Factor for their pain and gotten their life back. And it can happen to you. I I want to tell you that 70% of the people that actually take Relief Factor and try it for the three-week trial period, they go on to order more month after month. That's a pretty good shot at getting out of pain. It's not a drug developed by doctors, and you get the three-week quick start trial pack for $19.95. It's a drug-free, natural way to get your life back. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. said to me just tiggledy piggledy off the cuff the other day we were on the air and he said you know i think jill biden is the worst first lady of my lifetime she may be the worst ever and mm-hmm. i did have to say two words to him hillary clinton <laughs> um but he still stood mm-hmm. by jill biden being the worst mm-hmm. so Mm-hmm. I would like to have a little debate. I've done my homework. I'm, I'm assuming you've done your homework on Jill Biden. Oh, extensive. On what makes her the... Extensive <laughs> homework. Honestly, this, yes. this, really, this really got me bad. I, I mean, hours, hours just okay. brooding on this. How can Pat possibly think that? So, who do you, you want me to start or you, you go start? Ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. Ready to hear it. Okay, so... You should start I mean, with this the is death just list. my case. That, yeah, I've got it. This is just my case that she is the ultimate hot sauce carrying, Sololinsky loving, warmongering, deplorable super predator that we've ever had as a first lady. Okay. Uh, first of all, all of the all of the uh, different gates that they went through: Russia Gate, Whitewater Gate, Pizza Gate, Pickle Gate, Trooper Gate, File Gate, Email Gate, China Gate, Pardon Gate, Hair Gate, Benghazi Gate, Maga- uh, Monica Gate, and Travel Gate. Okay, so well, yeah, but a she's lot of got that was a few Bill. scandals. A lot of that was Bill. Ah. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Let's 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 go here. Let's look at her. her let's look at a little bit of her past. A 27-year-old staff attorney mm-hmm. for the House Judiciary Committee. She worked under Jerry Zeifman, chief counsel mm-hmm. of the House Judiciary Committee. Uh, this is during the Nixon impeachment. He didn't really like her. Now, he didn't fire her, but he said, 
since I would have fired her if I had the power because, quote, she was a liar. She was unethical. She was a dishonest lawyer. She conspired to violate the Constitution, the rules of the House, the rules of the committee and the rules of confidentiality. Okay, no that's, argument that's for not, me. Yes, but I, mean, I believe but that. You got go, all right. Throw in, a, you know, go uh-huh. ahead. Throw in, make me feel better. Throw in a Jill Biden fact, uh, which is so horrible. Uh, wait, come on. I mean, she's she's guilty of elder abuse, husband abuse. She's pushing this guy forward on the United States of America, who she knows is an incompetent fool who is losing his mind. And she doesn't care because she wants to be near the the throne of power. Uh, I mean, she is one of the most hideous people I think we've ever seen in or around the office of the presidency. Uh, the Jake Tapper interview. Do you remember when I he when he said, "Hang uh, on, hang on, just a second. I, I'd right. like to get another opinion. Let me just because I brought a witness in. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just ask uh, Vince Foster." Oh, no, he's not. Uh, well, Seth Rich, come on up. Come on. Oh, no, he can't. All right, go ahead. What were you saying? Pat? All right, so you are, dig- you are digging into the death list, so that, that's good news. But No, you could, you could just treat those as a joke. Just treat those as a joke. I got a lot. Uh, remember the Jake Tapper interview when Tapper was trying to ask her uh, about the gaffes, about the problems uh, from, from Joe Biden, how... They were piling up. They were getting much more serious than they used to be. And she just simply says, don't even go there. Don't even go there, Jake. And it immediately shuts him down. It, it just shows that she is fully aware. I mean, she's aware like nobody else is aware of the problems that that man is having. And she continues to push him forward onto uh, uh, the this public stage that he's not prepared for, that he's not fit to do, and uh, and just setting us up for one of the worst disasters in American history. Yeah. Okay. All right. Vast right wing conspiracy. All right. Uh, she she got together with George Soros and David Brock and founded Media Matters. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Podesta, who worked for her, that John Podesta is a spawn of Hillary. Uh, provided office space for Media Matters as they mm-hmm. started Center for American mm-hmm. Progress, also connected to Hillary and George Soros. Uh, then let's see. She oh, I love this. She approved a purchase. Purchase agreement for a Russian-owned company that was uh, seeking to purchase Canadian uranium mining company mm-hmm. with mineral rights in the United States. It was later revealed that the Clinton Foundation had received 2.35 million dollars worth of donations linked to the Russian company that it didn't disclose. The Canadian company involved was founded by a Clinton Foundation board member and a hundred million dollar donor. That because she had so many good friends that cared so much about charity she negotiated the transfer of 20 percent of all uranium from the united states to russia she was also on the committee of foreign investment in the united states when it unanimously approved the uranium one deal uh by the way the hill said they had substantial evidence that russian nuclear industry officials were engaged in bribery kickbacks extortion and money laundering to expand russia's nuclear footprint in the u.s as early as 2009 
while we're here on the Clinton Foundation, we should remember that the foreign investors uh, in that one deal donated $145 million to the Clinton Foundation. Bill Clinton received half a million dollars for a speech in Moscow from the investment bank that was uh, in in that deal. Um, And uh, by the way, she was also uh, put in charge of hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars for uh, Haiti's recovery and reconstruction. And if you remember, uh, her and Bill Clinton were just working so hard in Haiti that they got less than 9% of all of the foreign cash to actually to uh, the uh, Haitians and the government. So Hmm. that's a pretty good... Did I mention? Did I mention? Uh, her. Did I mention? No, did I ahead. mention the Jill? The Jill Biden hispandering? So say it with me. See, say Padre. The future is ours. Oh Thank you. Okay, tell me that. Oh my God. Uh, t- Tell me that doesn't trump everything you just said. Uh, uh, no, if it, I had, if I would have thought of it, <laughs> I would have had the audio of Hillary saying, "And I'm sick and tired of being called an you remember that? I'm tired of people who say that if you debate and you disagree with this administration, somehow you're not patriotic. And we should stand up and say we are Americans and we have a right to debate and disagree with any administration. Listen to how soothing that is. Listen Come to that on. soothing voice. <laughs> I'd rather hear Jill Biden talk about breakfast tacos all day long. You're about to. You're about to. There's another example of her hispandering. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. Oh, how oh, charming! Oh, what a charming is, phony she yeah, is! She, oh, yeah, the worst. How about the phrase "We came, we saw, he died"? Oh, how about that one? How about that one? Yeah, I, oh, about, I about Gaddafi, that. who, by the way, she had secret meetings with uh, the Muslim Brotherhood leadership uh, and the Egyptian uh, President Mohammed Morsi. Um, they, they, uh, she made sure that they had 360 million dollars in funding to help egyptian businesses wink wink nod nod when the when benghazi happened you know remember four americans died two navy seals two diplomats uh and uh and she you know she had nothing to do with it of course uh she said Mm. of course it was because of the stupid film that came out which had nothing to do with it it happened on september 11th and then after that she doubled down on the arab spring she said it was a strategic necessity and pretty much paved the road for isis but i mean but i mean jill biden does yeah, she does. She she uh, yeah. She descends below all of that. Remember the dandelion incident? Do you remember she's walking along the field toward the uh the Marine 1. She's walking uh, in with Joe Biden in the field. Joe bends over and sweetly and romantically picks a gone to seed dandelion, not even one that was blossomed uh and yellow. It it had gone to seed already. And hands it to his loved one, Jill. 
Jill takes a few steps, gets behind the Marine who is standing there to salute the first couple, and throws it on the ground. <laughs> Showing that it's meaningless to her. That romantic gesture from her feeble, mm. aged husband was meaningless mm. to her. Mm-hmm. Pathetic. Do I need to remind you that Hillary Clinton was the one behind Fusion GPS and the Steele dossier? Do yes, I need to just remind, remind you that you just that one beats Jill, <laughs> Jill Biden? Just just <laughs> that one thing. By the way, I'm doing my research, and this was so re- this was so satisfying to see. She was so angry. Uh, she was staying at the Peninsula Hotel in Manhattan, and when she realized she lost, she was so angry, she had to, quote, suppress the anger that touched every nerve in my body. Uh, she didn't draft a concession speech. She never did it. Um, and she had to find another way to use the hundreds of thousands of dollars of fireworks donated by her charitable foundation. So she's got like half a million dollars of fireworks from Jeez. her charity for this. She uh, she also had, and I love this. Oh, I want this documented. I I, I got to see pictures of this. She had a $500,000 special effect glass ceiling that she was going to break through when she walked out on stage uh, when she won. And they were like... We just spent half a million dollars on this breakaway glass <laughs> ceiling. What do we? Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, I, I may okay. have, when I made the claim, I may have been suffering yeah. from a bit of recency bias. <laughs> yes. It is yes. possible. I think you might. I think you might. I think you might. But I agree with you. She's not the worst first lady we've ever had, but she is a despicable human she being. She is. She's absolutely because despicable. I, I agree with you. I think this is elderly abuse, mm-hmm. uh, spousal abuse. But that's, I what think it's that's doing, the way. The, what, what it's doing for the nation. She knowingly pushed him forward in this. And you know she was behind him the whole time saying, yeah, you got to do this. You have to do this. And now we're, we're stuck with it. We're stuck with it. But I don't think she was the driver of it. I think everybody in the Republic or in the Democratic Party was pushing him. Yeah, it's just I mean, a- he is the perfect he's the perfect guy to finish the fundamental transformation of America. Yeah. Because you have all these scandals, you have his son, you have his age. So there's a million ways mm-hmm. to turn on him and say, that guy was crazy after everything has been done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then they can separate yeah. that was Joe Biden, that was not us. Because he just did all of it for them, and they could flush him down the toilet and wipe their hands clean. And I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah, well, they have to. Maybe it's just me. They have to. Yeah. uh, Because he's out of it. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome. Glad you're here. Michael Malice, the author of the the, uh, Anarchist Handbook, also a great book. Dear Reader, the unauthorized biography of uh, Kim uh, Jong-il and the host of the podcast, You're Welcome. Michael Malice joins me now. Uh, The story, Michael, that stuck out to you this week that you think really needs to be discussed. 
Well, there are couples, but I think a couple. I think the one that really is flying under the radar is what's going on in the Italian elections. Uh, Glenn, what you know and many listeners know, a lot of things that happen in Europe often presage what's going on in the States. I'm thinking particularly of Margaret mm-hmm. Thatcher's election in 1979, which paved the way for Reagan in 1980 in America. Uh, and of course, Brexit in some ways was foreshadowing for what's happening with Trump. Um, we just saw a couple of weeks ago, um, Marine Le Pen's national rally doing far better in France than had been expected. Uh, you know, they, yeah. this term far right is is really a disservice because it means different things in different countries. Uh, you and I both yeah. remember it wasn't that long ago where Mitt Romney is far right. Um, and then Paul yes. Ryan was the, was the far right side of the Republican Party. Uh, and now he can't right. even get arrested. Um, what yeah, happened now Mike one- Lee, who now Mike Lee is the far right. The Constitution is the far right. Really? Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's dangerous in over in Europe. The far right means fascism. Yeah, yes. And and I'm thinking specifically of Italy. What happened in 2018, you know, people a lot of times in the States say we need more political parties. Well, in Italy and other places, they've got like 12. Uh, so you'll have like mm-hmm. four left wing parties, four right of center parties. And in 2018, Berlusconi, who had been prime minister, who um, uh, might best be known as referring to Angela Merkel as an unbelievable lardass, um, his party had been the predominant <laughs> center right party. And then in that election, Matteo Salvini's league basically came out of nowhere. They were to the right. They were kind of a minor party. They became the main political right-wing party. They formed a coalition of government. Then, oh, they're the crazy far-right one. Salvini's out, out, out of his mind. The Italian government just collapsed this week, and the party to Salvini's right, the Brothers of Italy, which in many ways are the descendants of, you know, fascism started in Italy. It was Mussolini. These mm-hmm. are the people who are yep. his descendants ideologically, for better or for worse. Now they're the ones who are the main right-wing party. So the, we know the story of the boy who cried wolf, so the more the media says far right, yeah. far right, far right, the spoiler of that story is eventually the wolf shows up. So if you keep telling people you can't vote for Paul Ryan, he's far right. You can't vote for Trump, he's far right. At a certain point, people are like, I can do whatever I want. This is a democracy or a democratic republic. And things are going to end up in a way that I think the regime doesn't like both in the States and abroad. Again, we saw in Hungary, we're seeing it in France, and now we're going to see it in Italy in their upcoming elections. You know, uh, um, uh, uh, Berlusconi called me mm, 2011, 12, something like that. Um, And uh, he said, Hey, I want to know how to really start a, party i'd like you to come over and meet with me and and help me you know uh captivate the tea party spirit in italy and i'm like well you didn't have a tea party yeah. uh and you already have people there trying to do it and i think you're just like a mitch mcconnell trying yeah. to co-op that so i i never went uh maybe i should have maybe i should have because <laughs> there's some really there's some really good people there that that understand the difference uh, between American Tea Party people and fascism. Yeah. And Do they're they just have- as afraid of fascism as we are. Well, they have reason to. I mean, this this isn't some kind yeah. of vague fantasy thing. But do they even have tea over there? Wouldn't it be like the pasta party or something? 
Yeah, I know. I was like, that's what I asked. I asked one of the guys at the tea party. I'm like, how are you selling this? And he's like, a lot of explaining has to happen first. Um, so uh, one of the things, there's two things that really disturbed me that I wanted to talk to you about. One, this constant talk, and it's coming. I'm telling you, Michael, it's coming, and it is terrifying. This constant talk now of a health emergency and a climate emergency and the white house talking about issuing emergency orders if he declares an emergency you are living in fascism whether he does it or not he can become a fascist dictator and i think that they will do things that are very fascistic I think this is their last gasp. They have to try. They're going into the midterms. What do they have to show for it? They have an overturning of Roe v. Wade. They banned lynching in the federal level. And now gay marriage is now legal, Glenn. It's just, oh, my God, gay people can now get married. It's a, uh, We should have a big celebra- wow. month-long celebration. So Biden was, one, I think, the first Democratic president to come in without a significant um, Senate majority. And he, of course, he barely has a House majority. But you're forgetting something, that we have this Supreme Court. So a lot of these, the mask mandate wasn't taken down by Mitch McConnell on airplanes. It was taken down by a judge. And the judges, Mm -hmm. the Supreme Court just recently pulled back uh, the overreach by the EPA, I believe it was. So some of these emergencies that he's going to put forward, it's going to very quickly... uh, find a lawsuit and it's going to very quickly make its very quickly it's going to make its way to the supreme court <laughs> and and i think and I, I i suspect you think as well there was a meeting somewhere at the high ranks of dnc and they decided to cut their losses with biden because you had npr npr uh the voice of the regime yep. just yesterday came out and said you know all this money that's going to ukraine People aren't talking about all the corruption over there. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No. For NPR, yes. Wow. For N- wow. <laughs> that is a... That is a te- I tweeted for- back to NPR yesterday. Hey, I did five specials on the corruption yeah. in Ukraine two years ago. You should, yeah. you should check them out. <laughs> so in, can I ask you, in your, in your opinion, if NPR is saying this, don't you think this is some kind of... Uh, something has yeah, to have I gone on that- behind the scenes? Yeah, I think the ship is turned. Um, I think they, uh, you know, the, I think personally this was the plan of the far left the whole time. He's the perfect president to have. He's an empty suit. We can tell yeah. him exactly what to do. Uh, yeah. He's senile, so we can get him out if we have to. Uh, and his he's wildly corrupt. If we have to, we even have that, or we just have the threat that you guys are going to go to prison. Uh, and we're not for you. Remember, it was the Republican oh, are you, are you, Party that f- that finally got Nixon to resign. It wasn't the Democrats yeah. or the scandal. It was the fact that the Republican Party said, we're not standing with you anymore. And it was Goldwater who had to sit Nixon down and said, you're out of here. Um, and yeah. I think the, the fact that it's, it would not be impossible at all for Hunter to be arrested because he's got, I don't know how many crimes uh, he was. He's admitted publicly in uh, the New Yorker, the, either New York or New Yorker magazine, that he was a crack purchaser, which is a felony, which yeah. you know, his dad pushed very heavily uh, when he was in the Senate back in the 90s. So, uh, I, I, but the thing is, they don't have a plan B. 
uh, Kamala Harris, from their standards, is even worse. She's even more unlikable. She's even she's he, she's having more brain damage than him. So they're scrambling, and it is an emergency. When they say it's a climate emergency, what they mean is it's an emergency for them staying in power, and that's why they're friendly. Yeah, it is. Uh, one other thing uh, that I wanted to pass by you: the FBI. Um, it is going door to door in Delaware for anybody who bought guns. Yeah. And they're saying, we need to see your guns, which is absolutely unconstitutional. Um, in Missouri, the uh, ATF, I think it's no ATF. Yeah. FBI. No, ATF in uh, in Delaware and FBI just notified all of the sheriffs in Missouri that August 1st, they're coming to uh, do an audit of all the CCWs, all the uh, concealed carry permits. And uh, that's also illegal. And What's I'm this sure, about, Michael? And I'm sure all those sheriffs who love the Constitution said, no, we're going to support our citizens' Second Amendment rights and we're going to do the right thing. Right. That's what they said. Actually, a lot of them did. A lot of you them said, they- I'll go to jail bef- before before that. And the attorney general of Missouri, I just talked to him. He wrote a letter and he's like, you're not coming into our state and asking that. You're not. Forget uh, it. Th- you're not welcome you, here. Do you think that that's going to happen or you think they're just going to do what they please? I think that's going to happen in Missouri that they will stop it in Missouri. Uh, in Delaware, uh, they won't. But in Missouri, they will. Th- this is. Uh, I, I, this is happening faster than I think you and I thought. Um, this is extremely disconcerting. I, I'm sh- I, you and I, I think, discussed what happened in New York, where the new law in the wake of the Supreme Court decision is now going to be, we're going to look at your social media to determine whether you're a good mm-hmm. person or a, a decent person in terms of having gun rights. Uh, I recently, finally, as a newly uh, Austin resident, acquired a gun and have exercised my Second Amendment rights. And all I can say is I hope people you know, go out and have it, get as many weapons as they can uh, because they're going to do whatever they can, including Mitch McConnell, to make sure you cannot protect yourself in your own home. And they are trying everything in their power to make it a crime to defend yourself. This is one of the reasons I left New York. If someone broke into my home and I defended myself 100%, I would be the one on the hook and they would be delighted to make an example out of me, just like that guy in the bodega um, not that long ago. Yeah, Jose Alba. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. they, they really is this idea that if you defend your, like Yuval is another example, there is this idea that if you defend yourself or your children, you are the problem because you didn't let the government do it for you, even if the government, oops, sometimes make air quotes mistakes. I will tell you, I read the news today, uh, and I wasn't going to share this, but uh, if you sign up for my newsletter and you get my show prep, this is what I got out of my show prep today. Um, as I read all of those stories there, uh, I realized there is no center anymore. You know, they say the center won't hold. There is no center anymore. We've got, we've got a four year old shooting at a cop because they're arresting his dad. Um, that goes back to a story last week where this, these black kids, probably eight years old they're they are just beating on this cop. Um, all of these stories that are showing that chaos is reigning uh, and chaos is being concerned uh, uh, is being um, uh, 
uh, gosh, I'm sorry, uh, that, that chaos is being pushed. We have the people in, in our DA offices that are just letting these criminals out. The guy who tried to stab a candidate last night in New York. Oh, he was released on his own recognizance. This is nuts, Michael. I think this is going to happen really fast. But th- this is the playbook, which is this happened in Chile and, and many other places where uh, government agents refuse to enforce the law, even basic minarchist law, which is just protection of person and property. Then things get violent and crazy. And then the response from the masses and or the government is, well, now we need more government control because look how chaotic things are becoming. You've seen this happen time and time again uh they either don't care or it's by design you could put on your tinfoil hat say it's by design at the end of the day it doesn't really matter but i agree with you completely uh they're they're, all they're going to do is double down i don't think they paused for one second after chesa budin uh the san francisco da was recalled uh and and as we like those examples just gave our perfect examples the fact that you can attack a gubernatorial candidate and be walking the streets is just just mind-boggling yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Michael. I really appreciate it. Um, you check out Michael's uh, podcast. It's called You're Welcome. Michael Malice. Thanks, Michael. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Mr. Steve Dace, welcome to Friday. What was the biggest story of the week, Steve? Unquestionably, Glenn, I think it is the overall health and state of mind of uh, the so-called leader of the free world. And he told us on uh, on Wednesday, uh, he told us he had cancer. On Thursday, uh, we found out despite being Jeez. quad, uh, quad uh, poked and uh, jabbed, he's got COVID. Maybe this weekend we'll find out he has myocarditis and then we'll know he did the full show we call it hokey pokey if you know what i'm saying brother. if you're picking up what i'm laying down yeah yeah i, I got it i okay. got it yeah. uh well i mean cancer and covid same generally uh same length i can't think of, of anything word, i can't and- think of anything happening right now in public health that is known to spread either one of those things right yeah. i have to tell you uh the uh the president's uh overall health i think is declining quickly mm-hmm. but i think the left is done with him now I, agree. I think he's done i think he's done the big transition stuff that they needed him to do and it's 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 as popular as i think they knew it would be and now they can just wash their hands of him i completely and say, agree well that was joe biden i think a watershed we crossed this rubicon a couple of weeks ago when you could go on twitter and openly Uh, access and share without any warning labels or censorship at all videos of the first son getting oral sex from prostitutes and doing crack and keep in mind this was the same platform that if you had the laptop where all these things came from and reported on that they censored you because it was a month before the election and they didn't want this information to get out and so now why aren't they censoring you for this why I think I yeah. think that was a clear opening salvo that uh, the narrative, you got to keep in mind, when, when you're dealing with the spirit of the age with these people, it's all narrative all the time. The agenda, everything is to drive their narrative, and the narrative is to drive their agenda. And they're they're greasing the skids. There, there must be, there's going to need to be a rebrand after November, a reboot. Someone has to take the fall for this. And, and the same day that Twitter said it was okay to share these tawdry videos of the first son, that's the same day that the New York Times, Glenn, out of nowhere, I'm sure it's a pure coincidence. 
out of nowhere decided mm-hmm. that after three years of dementia episodes, maybe it's time to talk about the president's fitness for office. Not a coincidence at all. It is clear that this narrative is kind of being cast now in advance of what everyone anticipates will occur in November. I find it interesting yesterday that NPR, I did four or five specials on the corruption right. of Ukraine. Right. Okay. Named all the, dug up all the bodies, showed all the connection, everything. Five specials on it uh, for three years. And NPR just reported today, you know, maybe we shouldn't have sent that $60 billion over there because there's rumors that they're corrupt. Um, what? I, I feel like Adam Sandler. News that would have been good to know yesterday. Okay. I mean, it's just, um, I, I, this thing has greatly frustrated me, brother. I'm a child of the 80s. I grew up in the 80s. I'm in a, we're America suck it kid. I grew up in that era. Okay. And, yeah. you know, and, and as, you know, I love Rocky Four. If eyes can change, then news can change. Okay. I mean, I, 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 I understand the residual Russian leeriness and hatred all right um and mm-hmm. if you look at the long arc of russian history there's a lot there frankly to hate even before we get to lenin right there all right is. so i understand it all right but you have to see the world for what it is and not what you think it is and for all these republicans to just come out reflexively and say we we have to save this corruptocracy from the thugocracy or we've lost the western world so give them a blank check and if you dare ask questions just like we saw with covid if you dare ask questions you ate grandma right uh you're a, you're a putin enabler well Brother, here's what's happened since we since we have unilaterally, what is it, 89, 91% of the Ukrainian resistance we're, we are unilaterally funding here in the U.S., right? Here's what's mm-hmm. transpired in the few months since we got involved in this in a, as a proxy war. Putin is wealthier than he has been in seven years. Uh, the Russian yep. ruble is the wealthiest it has been on the exchange markets in over seven years. All of the stature that Putin lost after his joke of an Olympics when they were doing paper mache toilets, Glenn, all of that's been erased. He now has prominence now on the world stage. He is seen as a major player again on the world stage. We're paying record high energy and fuel prices. We're in a we're, If we're not in a recession, the next quarter will confirm one. We are seeing an economic cataclysm here in our own country. The Saudis are selling are selling their natural gas or getting natural gas cheaply from the Russians they can then you know pill for us uh, in the market those are the same Saudis by the way that Trump was doing Israeli Saudi peace deals with just a few years ago all right and so if if this is if this is opposing Putin all right I would hate to see what Putin enabling is and there's a lot of people that I like people I used to work for Ted Cruz I love Ted Cruz I would love to get them. I'd love to put the Wonder Woman lasso of truth around all these people that vote just reflexively said Russia must stop. 1987 must stop. Reflexively must stop. Well, now that we are the ones taking it in the shorts for this, I'd love to put the Wonder Woman lasso of truth around them and say, what piece of information were you given that told you any outcome other than the one we're facing right now is how this was going to end? That somehow Ukraine was Bunker Hill. This was the, the, the Zelensky with all his wise. He's the new Lekwalesa. This is the place to make your stand, to draw your line in the stand. Because it seems to me all we're involved in here is a Habsburgs dynasty urination match between one wing called the World Economic Forum and another wing called Vladimir Putin. Not my fight, man. I've got a lot of other things going on um, in my culture that I've got to deal with right now other than how many more green shirts can I buy for Zelensky and all his wives? Uh, holy cow. I wish you were passionate about something, though. <laughs> I really do wish you had some passion about any topic I bring up. Uh, 
let me turn to uh, let me turn to the climate and health emergency orders that the White House is talking openly about executing. I think that there's two things that will kill a, a republic and finish it off. Mm-hmm. One, an emergency order with people at the top that want it for the reason for fundamental change to get their things through without anybody questioning them, uh, an emergency order and adding people to the Supreme Court. Those are those you don't, you don't go back from that. Are we close to emergency orders like that? I, I think and I think this is something that a lot of folks in in a generation that remembers what it was like when over issues like taxing and spending Reagan and Tip O'Neill would go at each other's throats until seven o'clock Eastern and then the news cycle was over and they'd get together over a brandy or a bourbon and and you know watch the news together and compare notes and say, dude, you got me really good there. We're back at it again tomorrow. I think a lot of people that grew up in that era where this was largely a right of center versus left of center political conversation, except for a couple of hot button issues like abortion, have got to really recognize what time it is. You are you are dealing with an opposing force now the, the the spirit of the age there's literally a demonic manifestation in a, within a political major political party in America Glenn and since we only have literally. two literally literally and since and here's what i mean by that you know if if something goes pagan or something goes haywire it still is seeking some form of transcendence and absolute that you can eventually find some area that you agree with ayn rand was a huge was a huge atheist thought christians like me were morons even she though looked at the world right. and realized there must be some objective truth somewhere and created her own philosophy called objectivism to recognize it we're dealing with nihilism now we're, we're dealing with ye be mm-hmm. like God, garden, you know, first things kind of stuff. I'm my own gender. I'm my own identity. I'm my own everything. I, I name everything. I will be the most high. I will, I will ascend. I mean, literally the language of Lucifer himself. You're dealing with that. And I think that politically, you have to put every card on the table. Things you never thought were possible before are absolutely possible now. And, and I think this, is, uh, this isn't going to be won by the politicians you elect. I fear that there are people in our audience, Glenn, that they're, they're going to be in the camps one day with their kids, and they'll pat them on the head and say, it's okay, honey, hunker down. The red wave's coming to save us. It's never coming to save you. All right. You are going to have to be the people that you have been waiting for. Our, our people are going to have to learn, uh, like in Los Angeles right now, we're going to do another mask mandate, but the woman who runs the health department isn't wearing it when she goes out. It's what Christina Pushaw and DeSantis's office has, has, has eloquently called. It's not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy. They're better than you. You're lesser than them. They can do whatever they want. You will eat the bugs and you will enjoy and you will own nothing and you will be blissful while they fly around on their carbon footprints privately. Eventually, our people, Glenn, are going to have to learn to become ungovernable by the spirit of the age. We will not comply with any of this. We dare you to try to enforce it because you couldn't enforce it against all of us. And there's one place where we're doing that successfully. And I want to use that as an example. The, the, right now, CDC says only 2% of Americans have put those jabs into their children. Only 2%. Okay, now I would argue that's still too high, but that's a pretty low and anemic number. I promise you if the number mm-hmm. had been 25 or 30, they would have said you cannot put your child in anything that receives federal funding this fall, including a daycare that gets Head Start, anything. K-12, through daycare that gets Head Start, anything. I promise you if it was 25 to 30% of Americans, still a really low number, but if they had started with that baseline, they then would have said you cannot put your child into anything that receives federal funding this fall unless you inject them with this experimental substance. The fact that though it's only two 
So they, they, that's no baseline. They can't start from there. So they don't even talk about it now. They drop it. We need to make this a regular part of our regimen here. Don't sit here. The old, the old ways of we're going to watch Fox News all day long, vote GOP, and, and the red wave will save us. That's out the window now, all right? Take control of your own fate. We will become ungovernable by the spirit of the age. If you live in San Diego and they want to choke your kids out with those masks, I want to see 20, 30 dads get together on the first day of school. We're dropping the kids off to school that day. We're not wearing masks and we're walking them in and we dare you to do something about it. And we'll be back again tomorrow and the next day and the next day until you get the point we're never doing this to our children ever again and we won't let you get away with it. This is the attitude that our people need to begin to embrace. Welcome back to the uh, welcome back to the program. You know, Steve, you have been really one of the real leaders in the fight against this uh, COVID thing. You know, I, I've said to people so often because People will call me and say, you got to cover this. You have to cover that. No, no, we I can't cover everything <laughs> to the extent that it needs to be covered. You know, I do my thing. You do your thing. And I have to tell you, listening to you every day because you're on the blaze right after me. Um, I, t- I tell you, you had that thing nailed, nailed from the beginning. What is where are we on this? Because. You know, Fauci came out again, I think it was a couple of weeks ago and said, you know, we're not done with this yet. It's coming back. And then, hmm. you know, they're they're talking about the monkey pox and everything else. And something's wrong with that monkey pox thing. Glenn, I got to tell you, the last 28 months, this story <clears throat> has wrecked me. I mean, I, I went from, man, I really do. I really have to stand with Alex Jones in order to stand up against big tech censorship. I was there 28 months ago to now I am. Uh, I'm Alex Jones with Bible verses now, Glenn. I mean, this is this is what the, <laughs> this is this is what the last 28 months have they have done to me. I mean, this is the lies are so obvious. The the data is so contrary, and I just use their data. I don't even project. I don't. I don't even. There's so many good independent people that are now banished. You can go to on Substack and get great data and projections from. I don't even have to go to that next level of skullduggery or muckraking. I can just use the data that these countries, including our own, give us. I mean, Germany, this week, admitting its health department, one out of every 5,000 doses, not patients, doses of COVID vaccine could lead to a serious adverse effect. We have given out 600 million of these doses in this country, Glenn. I mean, that works out to well over 100,000 people. The good news is you can't sue the pharmaceutical companies or the Excellent government news. for it. Yes, indeed. And I... And, and, and so they set up this Veris database. Here's what's funny, but not ha-ha funny, uh, cut, cutting myself funny. When you go into the, the vaccine adverse effect reporting system, and that was the system they gave us in exchange for indemnifying these manufacturers, that, that this would be a transparent system. Well, now you can't use the data. They claim the system is not reliable. Uh, but here's the thing. It's not a Reddit form. You don't, you don't file a VARES report, Dear Penthouse Forum, I never thought this could happen to me. That's not the way it works, Glenn. All right? <laughs> it, it, you, it, takes, it takes hours, Glenn, for a physician, and then you have to like legally agree, you sign a disclaimer, I could be criminally prosecuted if, I, if this is wrong. I mean, this filters out false reports. That's why every study has shown it's underreporting. If you look at the VARES database right now, there are more hospitalizations from the COVID vaccine being self-reported in that system than the one out of every 5,000 serious adverse effect ratio that the German government is admitting to right now. We have more than that right now. But even if we use that number, let's just go with their data. We don't have to even project. Just use their own. It's bad enough. A month ago, I spoke at the Reagan dinner in Billings, Montana, largest city in Montana. All right. 
Um, that's the population of Billings. Imagine you got up like 28 days later one day and everyone in Billings had a nervous center, nervous system problem, myocarditis, um, you know, uh, had had immunosuppression, had a new autoimmune issue like you struggle with. Imagine if the entire city of Billings got that. That would be like the lead story on the news. We'd be like, we have to figure out what causes this. What's the origin of this? And it's just like it never happens. There's no data that you could present. That will cause them to reconsider any of their agenda at all. Now with monkeypox, we are literally being told that gay orgies, if you look at the if you look at the congruency of their policy, Glenn, gay orgies are more important than church services, your business being open, meeting, going and seeing you're having a funeral, a prom for your kid, a wedding, because those were all the things we had to shut down for COVID, but because anything could be a super spreader event. We know the one thing that spreads monkeypox, but they will never ever tell us that those have to be. Uh, there needs to be social distancing there. Those have to be shut down. Why? Because from the beginning, and this this goes to the first day I read the Imperial College survey, and my background in data and analytics just found so many incongruencies here, uh, and it was clear that there's an agenda here. And when you found out that Imperial College has an entire wing in its university devoted to winning the 200-year war against fossil fuels, and it just so happened they put out a report that said we can't stop this thing, and so every solution to it will be the Green New Deal, those aren't those aren't fallacies those aren't mistakes those aren't hypocrisies they're purposeful it's been an agenda of control from the beginning i will tell you uh, i just talked to bill o'reilly he so disagrees with this what you just said i agree with you entirely i mean i don't know why look if you look into everything else and this is the most logical answer that's your answer man amen that is your answer